Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome everyone to the 264th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. This is the last time I'll be recording in this apartment. Oh man. I know. How many places have you recorded in, like, regularly? This this is the second, right? Just a second, We started when you were living with Earl. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was, like, what, three years ago when we started doing this thing? It's been longer than that, I think. I don't actually know exactly how long it's been. And... We started before, we started before I went to Seattle, and I was in Seattle, what year, was it, like, 2016? Maybe. 14? Or, I mean, 15? Um, I'll report back as you continue. And the uh, not only that, then we've also recorded in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, it was 2015. I was in Seattle, so that was four and a half years ago. So we started um, the September, I think, before that. So we started September 2014, I think. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Um. So it's it's been a. It's been a good ride. Yeah. Um, right now, Carolyn's doing her long run, and I am sort of getting meal prep done and all this stuff done so that the rest of the day really is uh, it's just packing today. Okay. That's really the, the main focus. It's like the last weekend before we move, and today's like a big push to get a lot of this stuff done. Um, it also happens to be our two-year anniversary. Mm. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, we uh we we celebrated last night uh which was also Chinese New Year. So, happy Chinese New Year to everyone. Um we got dinner last night. Uh I ran I ran my 20-miler yesterday. Oh wow. Uh was not not a not a bad day yesterday up there too. It was like 50 no, was a, here. Oh, uh, it was a horrific day up here. Oh, really? It was like high 30s and pouring. Oh, wow. That was it's like how people get really different. It's like how people get pneumonia. Wow. It was um, seriously like 50 degrees here, and it rained, I think, in the morning, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Maybe that was Friday. I think it rained a little bit in the morning, and I think it was good after that. I think, I uh, yeah, the morning was really tough yesterday, but by the like middle of the afternoon, it stopped raining. Hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was tough. Um, I had another, we'll call it an episode, where I've been trying to eat more before the run um so i wake up i eat like these caffeine bites they're like it's almost like a reese's peanut butter cup but it's got like cap like a each thing has like a one cup worth of coffee or something like that worth one cup coffee one cup of coffee worth of caffeine got there (laughs) and i ate like a peanut butter sandwich to get uh more energy and then like waited to use the bathroom and I, you know, got to use the bathroom, uh, in like the hour and a half that I was like stretching out and getting ready. And then when I was running, it was cold out and then it started like, uh, drizzling and it started raining. And then the first like part where I can stop is about two miles, right? There's like this really nice mall there that I stopped there before. And I'm like, am I feeling something or am I just going to like, am I going to be okay? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, it's not too bad. Keep going. 
And then at around like the five and a half mile mark, where we're like way more downtown and it's closer to where I used to live, I'm like, ooh, this is not good. I wish I could. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna apologize to everybody because before we start, before we started, I asked Sandy if we had if he had anything to talk about, and he he was like, I don't really know. And then he's like, oh, I got something. He got really excited. He's like, I got something. And I was like, yeah. okay, we're going to talk about like the final stretch of the move, talk about something that happened this week. I didn't know we were just in front of the Sandy Poop story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like a, in the in the six-shooter, it's definitely like three bullets, you know? Like three bullets worth of stories out of six. I'm just facepalming over here, man. I know. But I, I did not realize. I'm telling you, man. I, would, I, I, I probably would have vetoed. I'm like, Sandy, you told a lot of you. You told so many poop stories in the podcast. <laughs> I think it started with the coach bus when you're coming back from when you're coming back from Philly, heading back to New oh, York City. Dude, that one you time, just you said were, that, and my body white, went cold. You were white knuckling the whole time. That was the, that was my the body, white knuckle. Yeah. But you tried to relate. You tried to relate your your white knuckling of not trying to poop on this on this bus because the bathroom is so gross. Or it was just out of order or whatever it was. And like white knuckling in every other aspect of life. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, um, this. Now that you well, started the story, I'll go ahead and let you finish. Well, appreciate it because we're already there. Um, so we, well, I'm running. And then we're at the next part, which is a like the next big mall that I can go into. And it's Brookfield Place. So it's like two minutes from my, our old apartment, Irwin Mines. And I'm like, dude, I gotta stop. And I stopped the uh, stop my watch at like 6.1 miles, and I'm like, sort of like just lightly jogging indoors. Whenever you're jogging indoors, it's kind of an issue because people are like, "What's going on?" I'm also like drenched. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's wrong? And exactly. Uh, found the uh, the bathroom, and thankfully, this is a bathroom with like nine stalls. So I was like, all right. This is good to know. I knew there was a bathroom. I knew it was indoors. I also knew that it was like before 10 a.m. on a Saturday when it was raining. So not a lot of people were going to be out. I sit down and, dude, I start. I lost like 20 pounds. It was not good. And I was in there for 20 minutes. Disgusting. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> um, it's hard to run. I'll tell you this. It's hard to put another 14 miles on your body when you go through something like that. It's just... <laughs> It is not easy. We'll put it that way. Um, but, you know, I gutted it out. I didn't run fast at all. I felt so dehydrated after that moment. There really wasn't enough water for me to drink. But got back out there, started running. And I basically, I was supposed to run 19. And Carol and I were going to be meeting my sister and her boyfriend for Chinese New Year lunch. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to stop a mile away from home because it's like a 20 minute walk uh 15 20 minute walk and in this weather like it's cold it's it's downpouring it's probably better to get home sooner rather than later and so i just like gutted out the final mile so it was like the the walk home was like the least amount necessary uh but the second i got in i was like my body was like broken it was like dude you're super sore everything is super tight it's trying to stretch out but i just made sure to hop into the shower as quickly as possible because that is literally how people get pneumonia like it, my clothes are soaked to the core and it's been like, it's been hovering around 40 degrees. Thankfully, because I got in the shower as quickly as I did and I warmed up, I, I feel okay today, but that's like, I'm looking outside and today the way, the way that you were, uh, detailing or describing what the weather was like for you yesterday is what it feels like it's today. I'm looking at my watch right now. It's 44 degrees. There's like not a cloud in the sky. Like today's a beautiful day to go for a run. 
So yeah. unfortunately, we I was just like I wanted to do it yesterday. Um, that's how the training schedule has been working its way up, and I didn't want to because I knew we weren't going to be packing a lot yesterday, and I'd rather be like ready to pack all day today. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So you know we uh, we are coming down to it from a move perspective. We're going to be packed. I've already packed up a lot of all of our bakeware. All the pots and pans today are going to get packed up. I'm like I, because I just finished meal prep right before we started. I'm just throwing everything in the uh, the dishwasher one last time, letting it dry. Those are going to go in boxes. Um, silverware is going to go in boxes today. We'll probably keep like one or two forks out just to keep it easy. Um, cleaning out the all the like the wet condiments in the fridge is something that's going to happen today. I don't like moving ingredients unless I need to. I kept all the dry ingredients that felt easy, but what I didn't want was like balsamic vinegar to like break and then everything smell like balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Um, I did keep the only things that I kept were like liquor. I have like really nice bottles of liquor um, that are unopened, and so what I'm going to do today is I I ordered I had ordered an original uh thing of bubble wrap i went through that really quickly so i got two more that's going to be coming today because what i did was i ordered packing paper and then bubble wrap i didn't know if packing paper by itself was going to be enough and so i wrapped everything in paper and then i'm going to go over it again in the bubble wrap okay so um what else uh we're gonna pack we're going to take out everything underneath the bed, which basically is a lot of boxes for electronics and plastic bins for clothing. Just get that out in the open. Uh, once we're done recording, I'm going to put away uh, a lot of stuff that are like computer desk wise. Um, what else am I going to pack today? All of our clothing, all the clothing that we're not going to be wearing. Um, summer clothing, clothing that we know we won't wear this week. Those are all going into suitcases and so and all most of Oliver's stuff. Uh, this way I can get a better sense of the inventory. And the reason why I'm doing that is because the moving company that we're going with, uh, they charge based on the amount of space you take up in the truck. It's not based on like an hourly rate uh, or what have you. Right. They're saying that this way it's a flat rate. It doesn't matter if you take up, you know, half a truck and it takes eight hours or one hour. It's going to be the same amount. Um, so what I need to do is finalize the moving inventory 48 hours before the move. I like to do that closer to 96 hours just so we can get a better sense of like an updated inventory. So we know what we're paying for with a better degree of accuracy and certainty on Saturday. Gotcha. The fear is I gave an initial estimate and it's like 600 and some dollars. Uh, but if we sh- if we just go with that and it turns out we have way more stuff, you basically pay a premium on that day. So instead of just being like, oh, it used to be, you know, you should have just listed it as an $800 worth of inventory and then we'll charge you that today. I feel like they're going to charge us more than the 800 and i'd rather just get it closer to whatever the uh the right amount should be you know what i mean right right so um oliver gets really nervous when we pack he like starts like whining and howling and so 
we're gonna try and uh, schedule a play date with our neighbor's dog today to make sure that he like is uh i guess his attention is elsewhere yeah because when i when we like packs up every night he just like he sits there next to you and you starts like he just whines <laughs> i don't know what that means i don't know what kind of like moving trauma he's been through but uh <laughs> it's just something completely new i guess probably probably mm. so uh so that's really uh all of today for for me how uh what was what was it like when you had to move um and did you guys have to consolidate a lot of stuff did you buy a lot of new stuff did you try and keep a lot of old stuff well i know we talked a little bit about it but um because neither of us had our own place or at least um i had my own place before but um i had both of us were living with our parents before we moved in together so any like kitchen supplies or like a lot of that type of stuff we just didn't have or didn't have anymore, whatever, whatever it was. So we ended up having to buy a lot of new things. So stuff like um, living room furniture for the most part was all new. There was, mm-hmm. there were a couple of things that I was able to get like from my parents, you know, old furniture that they weren't using anymore. So our TV stand that we had or have even still some side tables, those uh, came from my parents the kitchen table and like the dining table and the chairs came from Lena's mom's uh, house. And we had like a couple of things like, or a few things like that, but a lot, like all of our, um, um, like dining ware, pots and pans, all that was new. Um, we have desks for our computers. We bought these from Ikea after we moved in together. So some stuff, some stuff we did before we moved in together. But some stuff we did after, so like the desks, for example, were things that mm. we got afterwards. Yeah, the, the sofas we purchased beforehand, and we made sure that they were delivered. Like, was like the weekend that we moved in, so it was after the wedding, I think. Yeah, after the wedding. Wait, was it after the wedding? No, it was before. It was before the wedding. Yeah, because we moved in. We moved in like September first, but of course we didn't truly like start living together till like mid September after we got back from Florida. So. So yeah, um, some stuff came like that. So it was kind of a mix. It was kind of a mix. And obviously, you know that we had a lot, we have a lot of space here. And so a lot of things that we have came just after. So the the basement, for example, was like completely empty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember from that tour that when we did, yeah, the, did. The, uh, the Hot Wings special <laughs> episode. Amazing. Um, I think the only things that we really had down here were a couple of boxes, like a couple of bins. And I don't even know if I had it at the time. But I had stretched a um, a clothes a clothing line across the basement so that we can we could like hang dry some clothes, um, and that was about it. And at this point, after her mom moved in, we moved the desks that were upstairs in the office. We moved the desks down here, and also I had built a couple of shelves, um, and we got a, an elliptical from her stepdad. So a lot of the basement now, what used to be empty, is pretty stinking cluttered at this point. So. Overall, I guess just by having this space, it was very easy to fill it over the over the two and almost half years that we've been here. And I would definitely like to kind of consolidate and get rid of things, but it is a little bit difficult when some stuff like you just you can't really just get rid of a desk or a computer, for example, like if you're using them. So it's tough. 
I'm not trying to keep upsizing, you know, you got to downsize at some point. But for now, we got like Gordon and, a, you know, potential future children. Um, eventually, I imagine we'll need something a little bit bigger, but primarily for their stuff, because what I've quickly realized is how much space Gordon can use. Like the the uh, like right now in our in our uh, in like the unfinished part of the basement, which, which is mostly just storage. We have a um, a, a jogging stroller that he's just about old enough to use now. There is, I think, I think it's a car seat in there for like when he's a little bit bigger. So I was talking to Yaron actually. Yaron Yaron visited yesterday with his girlfriend and we were telling them about this stuff too. Mm-hmm. There's um, like right now he has an infant car seat, but he'll transition to a uh, more toddler car seat, which can convert to a booster seat. So it'll kind of be his car seat for the next, I don't know how many years, close to 10 years. And so we have that car seat, but it's sitting in a box for him. And these things are pretty big. So we got like this, these big boxes of just stuff that's prepared for him as he grows into it. But until he starts using it, it's just taking up space. And similarly, the things that he is using right now will have to go into storage because we don't want to just throw those away. Because again, if we have another kid or when we have another kid, those things are going to have to come back out of storage and be cycled back again. So it, uh, I'm not happy about about how much stuff there is. And when it comes to our future move, which, you know, is probably sooner than later, really, when I th- when I hear about your move and like the cost of it and everything and thinking about the amount of stuff that we have, I'm like, I got to I hope to, I don't think I, I don't know if we can afford to not afford, but I don't know if we can like truly move until we have a company that's that's like paying for that move so if i'm getting a new job for example i need relocation assistance because i'm not trying to pay movers to move all the stuff myself yeah Um, it's also a lot of moving is also market specific that's true so just because it's uh expensive here doesn't necessarily mean that it is expensive here exactly right yeah that's that's certainly very true um the thing is yeah i i don't actually i don't actually know how much it would truly cost if i would just say okay do everything but or like you know do a lot of everything when you say do everything do you mean like pack your stuff no 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 i don't really want people to pack my stuff um but why is it I guess because I just want to know where it is. And there's also the level of, okay, when you're packing it yourself, it's a lot easier to go through stuff that's sitting, that's been sitting around for so long. So if you're going to do it yourself, it's easy to start throwing away junk. Sure. So that's part of the reason. Um, But like, if it's like my clothes, for example, I don't really want somebody putting their hands all over that stuff either. Really? I guess. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Yeah. I guess, uh, but I'm lazy too. Like it's, 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 yeah. Well, it's like a, it's a confluence of a couple things, right? It's how much time do you have? How much energy do you have? Like if you're working really late and you got to move, are you just going to do that when you get home? Yeah, that's tough. Um, it's already hard as it is. I get home like at 645. The last thing I want to do is start having to like go through boxes and, 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 uh, or start going through stuff to then pack into boxes and whatnot, start labeling and taking inventory and all that other stuff. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? Moving is one cost. Normally, the packing, if you have the moving company, pack it as well. 
Right. Uh, it's about two X. Okay. So. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah. Uh. I'm, what's also crazy is like we ours is a local move, and so it's like point nine nine miles. It's only thirteen blocks, and that's also one price if you move to another. You know, between states, it's interstate move, so there's more cost there. Um. You also just like have more stuff because you have a bigger space, right? Yeah. So yeah. there is uh there's that to to take into account. Um, what else? There's just like, you know, even though I'm like in the industry working on this stuff, like you just find out that like when you do it, there's so much stuff to take into account. And it's not always stuff that you imagine when you're thinking about moving and you haven't moved in a while. It's like, oh, now that I'm actually in this thing, what does all this stuff actually mean? And what are the ramifications of things? As you doing this, is it help? Do you feel like it's helping you uh, with your work? Start like so you're thinking about things in a in a in a manner that might be more helpful, or presenting the ideas to those people who would be able to make those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I think because um, it's like much much better empathy for like right. what people are having to go through when they move. Right. Everyone's like, oh, the last time I moved, yada yada yada. It's like, yeah, great. We've all We've definitely all moved before, uh, but do you remember how stressed out you were when you were moving? Do you remember like all the stuff you had to think about? Do you remember what it felt like to have like quote unquote one additional thing to uh, to have to take into account? And I don't know if that's always the case. And so uh, now that I'm actually in it myself, it's uh. I'm like much better understanding of like why I made certain decisions the way that I did, uh, why certain things made me trust them to use it versus others, and doing that in a way to like better improve our product experience is definitely something that's possible. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Any any more on moving? I mean, I'm trying to pack up as it's like it's tough because it's like a lot of it's trying to pack up stuff uh before like trying to figure out like when you're done using something. Yeah, yeah. Start packing um, with a blender, turns out you need the blender. Exactly. So uh like the one thing I know um I'm going to wait on is packing the xbox i'll probably because we're using it as like a multimedia device even though we have a smart tv like we're, sometimes a smart tv like if it just doesn't want to no, uh, connect yeah uh that's no good and so i'll probably pack that up on like thursday or something uh just so that the day before we have as little stuff as possible we're gonna we've already gotten rid of the table and two of the chairs so we have two of those left we'll probably get rid of that um, as we go, we're gonna have to get rid of the end, our bedroom, our bedroom, our bed end tables, um, and also figure out a way to break down our bed frame. I think we'll break down the bed frame once uh, everything underneath it is gone, so that we can get that stuff like done and dusted out of here. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to rain on our moving day, and then Ooh, it's supposed to that snow. Changes. Yeah, it's supposed to snow the day after on the Super Bowl. So uh, I also have to. 
I'm just looking at stuff on the walls, and I have to go to a hardware store at some point and pick up some spackle to plug up some of the holes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, figure out some cleaning stuff. We hired a professional cleaners to come to the apartment and do the cleaning after we've moved out. Um, that's not something I really wanted to do myself, and anything to get as much of the uh, security deposit back as possible is definitely yeah. something that I'm interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I thought about buying a virtual reality headset. Yes, you I, did. I did not do it. I decided against it in the end. Um, so we talked. We talked a little bit about like augmented reality, virtual reality in the past. I know that you've talked about your your experience with it um, using James's way back in the day, right? And mm-hmm. I had my my experience with virtual reality is pretty much nothing. The reason I considered it is because I subscribed to this subreddit on Reddit, of course, called uh, Build a PC Sales, which posts uh, deals for a variety of, of uh, PC components. So it could be things like um, graphics card processors, computer cases, but also like RAM and solid state drives, which is actually where I, where I ended up finding the deals that led to me buying some of these components. And similarly, the other day, I think it was on Thursday, somebody had posted a virtual reality headset by Samsung, which I was actually, uh, I'm not, I don't keep up with virtual reality. So I didn't even know that they had a headset. The only, the only companies that I really knew were um, Oculus, of course, kind of like the, the, the originator, at least of modern virtual reality, and then HTC. And then recently Valve, the company that makes Steam, they made one. And the Oculus headsets are around, I think around $500. It's and same or uh, the HTC ones are, are similarly priced. However, the Valve one, if you like go all in, so you get the headset, the um, controllers, and they have these like what they call base stations, which I think are basically cameras or sensors that you space in the room so that the cam- so that um, the system knows where the cam- uh, the controllers are in 3D space as well as where you are in that 3D space. It just kind of helps you know detect where you are that all costs a thousand dollars so i'm like all right i'm not buying that like i that is way more money that i'm interested in spending on something that i'm not really interested in buying in the first place Mm -hmm. but it turns out there are some other companies that make virtual reality headsets samsung is one of those they make something called the samsung odyssey plus which is on is on like it's on like a different platform that they call uh windows augmented reality i think is what it's called when windows i don't remember what it's called windows mixed reality actually windows mixed reality and each of these companies have kind of their own platform so there's like steam which is the of course the valve version there's oculus they have like their own store they have oculus exclusive titles and then the windows mixed reality i think they can kind of interplay with one another somewhat but the idea then, the only reason I was really considering is because this Samsung one is $500 normally, and it was on sale for $230. And again, this is not something that I was ever really interested in buying, but I just happened to, to come across this deal. And you start reading the comments, and I was like, yeah, if you haven't tried virtual reality, like this is, it's kind of a game changer. And I was like, huh, like that's not, it's not too bad of a price for me to kind of 
experience and the and it wasn't available like it had sold out but i figured that they were going to get some more inv- they were they were going to replenish their stock of it because it was going to be on sale for like i think through the whole weekend and so i kept thinking about it i was like yeah i totally want to do this like when it goes back on sale i should totally buy it and then yesterday when it was actually available i came to the conclusion that i do not want to do this one because i didn't really want to spend 230 dollars on something that i wasn't sure if i was going to actually use and two my desk is already pretty cluttered as it as is i need to kind of clean it off but there's not even that much space that i that i or that much stuff that i really need to clear off that would allow me to have extra space for a virtual reality headset to kind of keep on here because the thing isn't really small it's another wire that has to kind of be extended out and to be so it can be used and i just realized like yeah this i don't even know if i'm going to use this stupid thing i'll probably use it the first week that i get it and then really the only other video game that would be worth playing or at least that i that i'm even aware of because I, again i don't really follow this stuff is the upcoming um half-life game and so that's kind of what led to the decision of just not getting it at least right now maybe in the future maybe in the future i would decide if i really if this is something i really want to invest in if i really want to spend the money on i really i wouldn't want to get kind of while people say the samsung is is a great starting point for virtual reality it's not kind of the i don't think it's necessarily the system that you would want to to have for a long period of time so if you can afford or if you if you if you want to get into this and you can afford to to spend a little extra money to do it then you should get something like the oculus which is $500 base or $400 base and you know probably goes on sale from time to time so that's kind of where I, that where i landed with it that i mean all that makes sense it's the same sort of thought process that i've had with pc gaming yeah it's like does it make sense to do this uh and can i uh how can i it's not reconcile but how do i justify uh doing this and so um right now and so far have not been able to uh but whenever i do whenever i feel like i can then uh, maybe that'll maybe that'll change things you know right yeah yeah, it's interesting thinking like, okay, the money isn't the, it's not the limiting factor. It's, there are other things that I could do with the money. Um, but the money isn't necessarily the limiting factor. It's just, am I even going to use this? Do I really want to waste the money if I'm not going to use it? Because it's not something I've been super passionate about. Like I know very little about this, this virtual reality space. There are other people that know a ton about it. And you sit there and read the comments and people are like, yeah, this is, this is, like I wasn't really interested in it before and it was a game changer for me, but you're also reading basically a hundred percent positive comments. You're not going to see anybody saying, yeah, I got it. And I got motion sick from it. And I decided to just, I don't use it anymore or I got it. I thought I was going to use it. And it just sits there, collects dust because those people are really aren't on those threads. So, yeah. So it's uh, you're right. The money isn't always the, uh, the limiting factor, which we sort of knew a few years ago. You know, before it was, you have time, you don't have money. Yeah. Now you have money, you don't have time, or you don't have space, exactly. or what have you. Yeah, that's the other thing. It, these aren't these aren't small things. And again, I had to find somewhere to put it on my desk. My like, here's 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 the thought, right? I have two monitors, right? The two monitors pretty much take up the entire back space of my desk. I have a pretty large desk. I don't. I think it's like a sixty inch desk. 
um, my PC, my, my towers on the desk to the right of those monitors, the the uh, the the VR headset has to connect to the PC, which would connect to the back. And the PC, like I mentioned, is on the desk. It's on the right side of my desk. I wouldn't really be able to put the, I mean, I guess I technically pro could probably put the, the uh, headset in front of the PC, but there's nowhere like kind of behind it on top of the PC, even to the side or in front of the monitors that it could really go. So I'm like, would I have to buy a little small table next to my desk to put this headset on to kind of be out of the way when it's not being used, but accessible so that it can be used without having to like connect it and do all sorts of other things. It's like, again, I'm not, if I'm not going to use this thing or I don't know how often I'm really going to use this thing, is this something I really want to have taking up all that room? Cause it's not small. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I get it. And hopefully I, you know, I was saying with the new, with the new apartment that that's something that I'd want to look into to doing, but we will see if that is still possible. Yeah. I definitely love if you got into the PC gaming, gaming space. Um, if not just because of the, the superior graphical experience that can be attained at least. Um, but also just to be on the same platform across the board. It's really nice. Like cross platform is cross platforming is kind of a thing nowadays. But, um, or at least it's becoming a thing. It's not necessarily is like, a, it's still not the norm, but it'd be really cool if we could like game with Harry, for example, and yeah. not have to like do these like workarounds or whatever. Like right. the fact that we can't, the fact that we can't communicate in Call of Duty still is weird to me. Like, why is the game chat just not work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.